forward to a better 2018. Amen. We thank the choir for ministering that particular song to us today as we began this year. In the book of 3 John, 3 John. Verse 1, the elder to the beloved Gaius, whom I love in truth. Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul prospers. For I rejoice greatly when brethren came and testified of the truth that is in you, just as you walk in the truth. I have no greater joy than to hear that my children walk in truth. We're going to focus on verse 2 where Paul, John says to, to Gaius, Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul prospers. And I want to talk today from the thought, the Lord's desire to see his earthly body healthy. The Lord's desire to see his earthly body healthy. Amen. Lord, thank you for your word. <clears throat> thank you for the power of your word. Thank you, Lord, that when your word goes forth, it will not return to you void, but it will accomplish all that you desire. Thank you that you prosper your word in the things that you sent your word to. You sent your word to us this morning. Thank you for prospering your word. Thank you for your word accomplishing all that you desire. Grant me now a fresh anointing of your spirit that I may minister under your anointing. And through your anointing, yokes will be destroyed and burdens removed. It's in Jesus' name that we pray and we thank you. Amen. Praise the Lord. The Lord's desire to see his earthly body healthy. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. We, we began on Thursday night um, in Holy Convocation, and each message dealt in some aspect of a healthy body. Now, of course, uh, and if you listen to the messages, and I do advise you, I recommend that if you were not in all of the services, and even if you were, you should get the CDs or the MB3 player, uh, MP3s, and listen to those messages over and over again because they have so much meat in them that will help us as we go into 2018. But today, we want to continue to talk about this healthy body, all right, and the Lord's desire to see his earthly body healthy. Amen. In 1 Timothy uh, chapter 3, verses 14 through 16, Paul writes to Timothy about visiting him and the, visiting him and the church that he has oversight over. All right? And this is what he writes. He says, these things I write to you, though I have hoped to come to you shortly, but I am delayed. I write so that you may know how you ought to conduct yourself in the house of God which is the church of the living God, the pillow and ground of truth. And without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness that Christ was manifested in human flesh. One translation said that Christ appeared in a body, justified in the spirit, seen by the angels, preached among the Gentiles, 
believed on in the world, received up in glory. The mystery of godliness is that Christ was manifested in human flesh, or that Christ appeared in the body, in a body. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 27 says, Now we are the body of Christ and members in particular. So we know that, 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 that God is perfect in all of his ways. So we talk about uh, God's desire, the Lord's desire to see his earthly body healthy, then we know we're not talking about God being healthy, all right? God is perfect in all of his ways. He's supernatural. He's the almighty God. He's the most high God. There, is no imp- there are no imperfections in God at all, all right? He cannot be sick. He cannot be imperfect. He cannot uh, be weak or feeble in any, in any way. He, he, he cannot be psychotic. He cannot be schizophrenic. Amen. He cannot be mean-spirited. He can't be hateful or anything along those lines. God is love. Amen. There is no possibility of any of those things affecting God in any way. All right. In fact, God is a spirit. Amen. That's what the Bible says. He only took on human form when Jesus Christ came to the earth. That's when God took on human form in Jesus Christ, all right? And he came to the earth for a purpose, which was to save us, provide salvation to everyone who would receive him as their Savior and their Lord. Therefore, when we begin to speak or when we are talking about his body in the earth realm, we're talking about the church. We're talking about you and me who are believers. So God's desire is to see the body healthy which includes you individually, me individually, and us collectively, all right? Because we are the church of the living God. And I just want to make that clear. I know that all of us, most of us understand that, but sometimes when you say things, you should, take, should not take it for granted that everybody understands what you're saying. So our theme for this year is a healthy tabernacle, the heart, the being, all right, the head and the haven, the entire body. Tabernacle, the word tabernacle speaks of a dwelling place. And the Bible teaches us that the Holy Spirit dwells in believers, born-again believers. All right, because the devil believes that there is a God. All right, so he, he, the Spirit of God dwells in born-again believers. John 14 Verses 16 through 17, Jesus says to his disciples, as he's preparing them for his time where he will not be with them, he says, and I will pray to the Father, and he will give you another helper, that he may abide with you forever, the spirit of truth, whom the world or people in the world cannot receive, people outside of of, of Christ. Because it neither sees him nor knows him, all right? But you know him, for he dwells with you and will be in you. Amen. In Romans chapter 8, Paul starts starts talking about being in Christ. And then he makes a shift in his teaching in verse 9 of chapter 8 of Romans. And he said, But you are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit. If indeed the Spirit of God dwells in you. 
is tabernacled in you. Now, if anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, he is not his. And if Christ is in you, the body is dead because of sin, but the Spirit is life because of righteousness. But if the Spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies, your mortal bodies, through the Spirit who dwells in you. Amen? 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 19 says, Do you not know that your bodies are the temples of the Holy Spirit, who is in you, whom you received from God, you are not your own? Amen. Amen. So when we talk about this, 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 this tabernacle, this dwelling place, we are the ones that the Holy Spirit dwells in. Amen? He's not concerned about dwelling in this building. Amen? He wants to dwell in the hearts and lives of each believer. This building has no life. You and I have life. This building cannot speak. You and I can speak. This building cannot live. You and I can live. And when the Spirit of Christ dwells in us, then he is able to work his will out in our lives and use us for his glory. Amen. Amen. So we, the church of the Lord Jesus Christ, are his fleshly manifestations in the world. And we speak corporately, we are the manifestation of Jesus Christ. But individually, every believer is. Amen. The mystery of godliness is that Christ appeared in a body. Now we are, we, trans, we, we, we move from the physical appearing of Jesus Christ to him dwelling in the believer on the day of Pentecost. When the day of Pentecost was fully come, there came from heaven a sound as of a mighty rushing wind and filled all of the house wherein they were sitting and there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as of fire and it lit upon each one of them and they began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit of God gave them utterance. His Spirit filled them. The Old Testament, we talked about the Spirit coming upon, but in the New Testament, He dwells in each believer. We need to think about that. That means that wherever we go, the Spirit of Christ is. Whatever we put in these bodies, we put it in the Spirit of Christ. We need to think about that. It kind of sets parameters around how we live our lives. You know, I said on Thursday night, God knows what he's doing. You know, if we would just trust him, we would do a whole lot better we think we know because we're intelligent people and we studied and we can read and we can, and we can look things up, on, we can Google things and we can go to the dictionary. We think we know, but God knows what he's doing. We find ourselves always trying to find another way because we want to satisfy our flesh. All right, but we have to remember who we are and who dwells in us. Amen. Amen. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So it's crucial that we, the body of Christ, 
is healthy. Tell your neighbor it's crucial that you're healthy. Christ is not sick. But some of us are. Christ is not mental. But some of us are. Christ is not weak. But many of us are. Mm. We're the church. We're his manifestation in the earth realm. Amen. And it is critical, it is crucial that we are healthy. Okay? And this is what we, as the Lord leads us all year long, we're going to labor in this thing because there's so many facets of this that we need to talk about. Because you see, already people are just thinking about whether they have some kind of sickness of high blood pressure or, 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 or diabetes or something like that. But you see, some, the sickness that many of us carry is hatred. Meanness, fornication, adultery. Oh, that high blood pressure was the only problem you had. Go to the doctor. Woo, Lord help us today. Now, now as you study the ministry of Jesus Christ, all right, you discover that Christ was concerned about the whole man, mind, spirit, and body, okay? He was never only concerned about the spirit of a man. Are you hearing me? All right? Because in the natural arena, all right, in the earth realm where you and I live, all right, the soulless nature, the sushi, amen, always affects the spirit and body. Now, it shouldn't be that way. It's not God's desire that it be that way. God's plan is that your spirit man would rule your life and would guide your mind and your body. But for most of us, it doesn't happen that way. Most of us, our mind guides us. And that's, a, that, that's the problem that people have with Christ and with the Word. I just can't see it that way. I don't understand it that way. That's not the way I think about it. There was a man one time who said he was a rich man. He looked at his barns. He looked at his fields, and he saw that, that his fields, he was going to have a bumper crop. He looked at his barns, and he said, my barns are, are, are filled. And he said, well, this is what I'll do. I'll take my ease. I'll eat, drink, and I'll be merry. And the Lord said, this night, you fool, your soul is required of you. You see, we can never just get into the way we think about it. Okay? God's ways are not our ways. His thoughts are not our thoughts. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are God's ways and our ways and his thoughts and our thoughts. And a whole lot of people are still arguing with God because you think your way is right, and you can't see why you have to change your ways. Anyway, but the Lord is concerned about the whole man. He's concerned about the whole man, not just your spirit man, okay? When Jesus encountered Legion, think about this. He didn't just simply save him and ask him to follow him. That would have been a serious problem. 
People were already afraid of Legion. You know the story of Legion. Legion means he had a, he had a whole bunch of demons inside of him. They had driven him out of town. They would bind him with chains and fetters, and he would break them. He was so strong. So he was living in the tombs. And when Jesus encountered him, listen to me good, he didn't simply save him. Think about it. A saved demoniac is a contradiction in terms. Jesus cast the, demon out, the demons out first. Then we see Jesus, we see Legion sitting at the feet of Jesus, clothed and in his right mind. Demoniac Legion could never have sat still long enough to listen to Jesus. Think about it. Demoniac Legion would not have stayed in order long enough to be taught by Jesus. He had to be delivered so that his mind and spirit would be open to the Spirit of Christ, the Word of Christ, and the ministry that Christ had for him. So he didn't just go and save him. He had to be delivered first. Are you following me? All right. Therefore, we could argue that it is important for the mind to be healthy in order for the spirit to have a healthy corridor or a healthy channel to work through. If your mind is not healthy, you can come to church all day long and dance and run around the building and you're going to be acting real crazy. Because the Holy Spirit does not have a healthy channel to work through. And part of the problem in the body of Christ is we have pushed these things on the back burner for so long. And we've hidden behind spirituality. And we've acted like we were just so spiritual. But there are mental issues going on inside of us, emotional turmoil, hurt and pain that, that we have never gotten over. And some of us refuse to release stuff. Amen. Listen to me good. I was, I was I, well, sometimes when I get ready to say something, I think about the fact that, <laughs> and I have to say, okay, I can't say it the way I want to say it. So there was a woman one time that, that I was ministering to, and the Lord showed me that she did not want to be delivered. Because if she was delivered and healed, and this does not apply to anybody in here, I'm just giving you an example of what the Lord showed me. If she were delivered and healed, she would have to go to work, which means she would have to give up her disability. Listen to me. There are times people don't want what God has for them because of the ramifications that come after it. So sometimes people don't want to be healed of their mental, emotional issues. They like the attention that they get. Sometimes people like the attention that they get. So when they're going through and they call you up and they've called you a thousand times and you really want to say, when are you going to get over this? That's what you really want to say, but because you're spiritual, you say, let's pray. 
Now tell the truth and shame the devil. Amen. Sometimes you want to take people and shake them and say, come out of this. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. I can tell it like it is because you're not going to challenge me today. You might challenge me Wednesday night, but you better not stand up in there challenge <laughs> Hallelujah. But you think about that. All of us have gone through things in life. All of us have, have had struggles. Many times we've experienced depression. Who wants to be depressed? Nobody really wants to be depressed. So what you do is you do what it takes to come up out of that situation. God has to have a healthy, the Holy Spirit needs a healthy mind as a channel to work through. Because he doesn't, I, sometimes when we, when we talk about these types of issues, it seems like we're making fun of things, and I, God forbid that I make fun of anybody who has mental issues, okay? I'm not doing that. But for you to get the point, all right. Who wants to have a crazy person trying to minister to them? Who wants to have a mentally ill person? Try, I mean, we need to think about this. You want a stable person. You want somebody who seems like they have a sense of stability in their lives. Now, if there's something going on, and, and, and I minister, I, I use this book a lot that, that's talked, that Henry Norwin wrote many years ago, A Wounded Healer. So all of us have been wounded. God doesn't wait till we get completely healed, all right, to use us. But he has to bring us to a place, all right, where we're capable and where we, he's able to use us in the midst of our hurt and in the midst of our pain. So even though I may be going through some struggles in my life, those struggles don't have the best of me. Even though you may be going through some things in your life, they don't have the best of you. Amen. And God can use that channel, that imperfect channel. But if you refuse to be delivered, if you refuse to be helped, if you refuse to be healed, then you are not healthy enough for the Spirit of God to use you on a continual basis to minister to anybody else. We need to hear this in the body of Christ. Now, Jesus never had a problem with his physical health, nor his mental health, nor his spiritual health. All right? Uh, oh, and the reason I said that was when you talk about the physical side of this, sometimes we don't think in terms of, of, of the physical side of our bodies being a hindrance to the work of ministry. All right, but you, you have to think about this thing, all right? Um, Paul said to Timothy, bodily exercise profiteth a little, but godliness is profitable unto all things, having the promise of life that now is and the life that is to come. And, and so he speaks about bodily exercise. But you think about the health of your physical body and the work that we are called to do, okay? So we need to be healthy physically as well so that when we have to walk the streets, we can walk the streets, okay? So that when we have to fast for three days, we can fast for three days. So that when the Lord calls us to go into some dangerous territory, and, and, and we may have to run. At least we can run. <laughs> we were in a service, 
several years ago, many years ago, and some of you all were there, and hopefully you don't remember this. All right. And so Apostle Chapandu was here. And so he said, everybody's going to run around the church. I said, oh, Lord, he does not know what he just said. Because the pastor and her husband couldn't run around the church. Sometimes we don't think about physical health. But physical health affects the anointing or the flow of the anointing in our lives and affects our ability to be able to go and our ability to be able to do what God wants us to do. Think about it. Think about it. So the the Lord wants us to have healthy bodies. Now, generally, we're going to talk about the health of the whole church, but we are the church individually. Amen. Amen. Jesus never had a problem with physical health, with his own physical health. There is no recording of his disciples ever that, that I can recall as I was writing ever having a problem with physical health and I, uh, that I'm immediately aware of. Could it be that they ate healthy? Could it be that they got a lot of exercise? They didn't have chemicals to put in their food. All right? There were no microwave ovens. They didn't grow their animals with growth hormones. They didn't have genetically modified foods. They didn't have junk foods. They didn't have the internet. They didn't have computers or social media or game consoles uh, to sit around and occupy all of their time so that they became couch potatoes or computer potatoes or game console potatoes. <laughs> Basically, they walked everywhere they went. I'm not trying to offend anybody. I'm just trying to make us think. Now, I could preach all day long about healthy food, but I'll save that for another day. I know some of us have not been delivered yet. I saw that smoked sausage on that plate this morning. It's a wonder somebody didn't have liver mush. I know it hasn't been delivered from all that pork. Somebody had chitlins for Christmas. Somebody got something in the freezer right now. Let me come through your house and look in your freezer, and let's do an exercise of your household. (laughs) Healthiness. Come on, saints. You know, some of us, the only thing we want to do is go to heaven when we die. But there's work to do on this side that requires health. It requires health, saints. It requires good health. When I wake up in the morning and, I, and I'm aching, I know that I've been missing my exercise. Make sure, and then I make sure that sometime through that week, I get exercise in. You know, it requires me walking 
a mile and a half, two miles. It requires me going to the gym. It requires me exercising. It requires me not eating after 7 o'clock at night. And sometimes for some people, that is the only time you eat, 7, 8, 9, 10 o'clock at night. And you wonder why you can't sleep good at night. You say, Pastor, you don't understand because I have to go to work and I have to come home and cook. Mm. You forget that I know how to cook, right? You forget that I've been cooking for many, many years. And even when I lived by myself, when I was not married, I would cook enough food to last three or four days and put it in the freezer. I didn't have to cook every day. So there are ways. I mean, you know, if you want to be healthy, there are ways that you can work around things so that you can get the exercise and eat the right kinds of food. Anyway, let me go, and I'll preach that next week, okay? So uh, uh, Jesus' disciples were fairly healthy. and they, they were healthy men, healthy men and women. For us, the story is quite different. Quite different for many of us, for many of us. Our physical health, our mental health, and for many, even sitting in here, spiritual health is not what it should be. Not what it should be. So the Lord is concerned about us being healthy in mind, body, and spirit. You got to know that. If we fail to see the importance of this, we'll fail to be as effective as we should be in the witness and the work that the Lord has placed on us. In fact, in a lot of instances, if we are unhealthy in mind, body, and spirit, we'll fail in our mission because our attention, listen now, our attention will be on us and getting our needs met rather than on sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ. What do you mean? Well, if I'm sick, I've got to go to the doctor. I've got to buy my medicine. That means that's less money to give to the kingdom. That means I've got to spend time making sure that, that I feel better when I can be witnessing to somebody else. Do you understand what I'm trying to say to you? Their focus comes inward. There are some things that we cannot control. But let me tell you, brothers and sisters, there's a whole lot that we can't control. The Holy Ghost was not walking down the aisle with you. The Holy Spirit did not tell you to put the, those pig feet in your, in your basket. It didn't tell you to do that. The Holy Spirit didn't tell you to stay in the bed when you know you should have got up and went for a walk. He didn't tell you to do that. No. Don't put it on the Holy Spirit. Put it on yourself. All that potted meat and Spam. You know, I used to love Spam. Spam just tastes so good. Put some cheese on it. And then I realized what was in Spam. I said, well, I guess if I go to Hawaii, I will not be eating because, you know, that's one of their favorite foods. They, they advertise Spam in Hawaii. <laughs> think, think, think. I can't go through the grocery store without reading the label on the can. I'm reading the label. See what's in, the, what's in this. 
It takes a little bit more time, but at least I'm thinking about health because I want to be here a long time, and I want to be able to preach for a long time, both ways. In this passage of Scripture that the Lord gave us for our theme, uh, Paul writes to his son in Christ, Gaius, who was apparently saved under Paul's ministry, okay? Gaius is apparently a very healthy person spiritually, all right? In fact, Paul is very pleased to hear uh, uh, of the reports of Gaius' uh, spiritual health, all right? And the fact that he has stood in truth when other people are giving away the controversy or, or disorder or, or, or other things in the church. Gaius had a good report among the brethren. Yet Paul had another concern about Gaius. And it comes out as he greets Gaius in the opening lines of his letter. He says, Beloved, speaking to Gaius, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul prospers. Now, when you read the commentary, some commentators say, well, that's just a general bless, a general greeting that was used at that time. But when you read enough and you, you dig enough, you realize that, 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 that others are of another opinion, that, that apparently Gaius had a problem with his health. And, and this is the prayer Paul, of, of Paul praying for Gaius' health. His desire, his prayer is that Gaius would experience good health. It was not enough for him to have spiritual health, but he needed physical health. Somebody say physical health. Say, I need good physical health. So since we're not talking about mental health, I won't say, say you need good mental health, but we'll get to that. All right. We'll get to that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Now, Paul's concern actually parallels God's concern. God is concerned about our spiritual health, our mental health, and our physical health. So when Paul writes to Gaius, and many times the churches use this, we use this scripture a lot when we're praying for people and we're dealing with ministering to people about health. God wants us in good health. He wants us in good health. Praise the Lord. All right. Um, so, and we know also that God is not just concerned about one person. God is concerned about all of us. So as we read this passage, because it's the Word of God and not simply the words of John, I've been saying Paul, but John to Gaius, amen, we hear God's voice speaking to us. God saying to us, beloved, it is my desire that you prosper in all things and that you enjoy good health just as your soul is prospering. God wants us to enjoy good health. Now, now, saints, this is particularly focused on believers because the prayer is to a believer. God, God does not desire that the unbeliever prosper in all things. Because if God desires that the unbeliever prosper in all things, then God's desire would be that the unbeliever prosper in wickedness, in sinfulness, and all of these other things. So this message is to the believer. So our question should be, how do we prosper in all things 
including our health. How do we prosper? How do we have good health? How do we become healthy? How do we become a healthy church? Individually and corporately. That's going to be our focus. What is it that we need to do to help us become a healthy church individually and collectively? That, that, that God's desire may come forth in our lives. I'm going to share with you three things, and then I'll come back next week because I, I could preach for a, a little bit longer. I'll share with you four things this morning. Just, just, just think about this. And we'll come back next week and we'll talk some more about this because this is going to be a labor of love. You think about physical health and spiritual health. So in order for you to be healthy physically, it requires good nutrition. It requires exercise. It requires cleanliness. It requires proper rest and the discipline of, discipline of, a, of a balanced life. So anybody that's bodybuilding, they're just not out there lifting weights, all right? They, need, they will change their very diet, and they will make sure that they're eating the right things. Are you all still with me? Good nutrition. Now, there are those who pop pills, who pop steroids because they want to build their muscles fast. That's not good. But anybody that, that wants a healthy body, there are things that you have to do. Good nutrition. You got to eat right before you exercise. You don't want, you, you, you should want to lose some, some, some of the fat before you build muscles. Does that make sense? All right. Good nutrition. You got to exercise. If you're going to be physically strong, physically healthy, you can't sit down all week long. I know your feet might hurt. Just get a bigger pair of shoes. I'll do something. You know, you may be tired from work all week long, but you got to push yourself because literally it is the initial stages that you're going to experience the most pain. You got to push past those initial stages so that you get you, your body gets accustomed to exercise. Yes, you're going to hurt. But after you exercise for a while, the pain goes away. And then you push yourself to another level and you exercise some more and you get some more pain. But you keep on working with it and the pain goes away. But you're getting healthier. Cleanliness. Maybe I'll do the spiritual side of this next week. See, because if you're going to be healthy, you got to be clean. There's an old saying that people used to say, they say the Bible said, but the Bible didn't say it, but it's, it's good. Cleanliness is next to godliness. Tell your neighbor, you got to be clean. You know, sometimes when I'm traveling, or even when I'm in a store and I go in a, in a restaurant, I go in a, and, 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 you know, I don't know about women, but a lot of men have a habit of going to the bathroom and not washing their hands. And I'm like, I want to stop this person. I want to say, go back and wash your hands. <laughs> I, know, I know I'll get beat up. You know, I can't do that. But just cleanliness. Keep your body clean. Wash your dishes. Eat all the clean plates. Use clean utensils. Cleanliness. 
It'll help you be healthy. Because how many diseases are spread because people are not clean? They're not clean. One of the things Jesus always did whenever he ministered. Listen, I don't want anybody to leave you feeling bad. This message is not to make you feel bad. It's to make you feel good. But sometimes, you know, if you feel bad, it's just to push you a little bit more. Because anyone in here who ever feels bad, you want to get better. If you have the flu, you don't want to keep the flu. You want to get over it. So if I say something that, that offends you or makes you feel bad, then just know I said it out of love, and you may as well get over it because I'm not going to think about it after the day. So if you want to hold this, if you want to go all week long mad at what I said, that's on you, baby, because I'm going about my business. I'm, I'm not thinking about it. Jesus would always get away and rest. I'm guilty because I don't rest sometimes like I should. But if you're going to be healthy, medical studies will show you that your body needs proper rest. Proper rest. Proper rest. Proper rest. And you need the discipline, the discipline of an orderly, an orderly, balanced life. If you're going to be healthy physically, all of this is important. All of this is important. I'm going to stop here because this message is longer than I thought it was going to be. But I can come back next week and preach some more. And I will finish this message next week. But the Lord is concerned about our health. I want, I, the, the Lord wants us to hear the saints. He wants us to hear this. He wants us to be a healthy church. You know, when you feel good about yourself, you have better relationships with other people. You can get along with other people so much better when you feel good about yourself. When you feel bad about yourself, you always have conflicts with other people. Part of feeling good about yourself is being healthy. Is God concerned about your health? Yes. Amen. There's a whole lot more that I had today, but I'm going to stop here. You got to contain it. You got to be able to hold it. Got to be able to hold it. This is a challenging thing. It's so easy to stay in the bedroom.